into sports. 20 yards out, Ursa shoot, don't shoot! Oh, oh what a goal from Fabinho! Wow! Then get into the all new OTV Sports app. I think when he apologises to me, I probably will say hello to him, yeah. No, Videos, sports news, live scores, interviews. If Fabregas is going to come up to me in the street and give me some of a mouth that he would have given me on a football pitch, what would he do? get a slap? Plus, exclusive content on the OTB Podcast Network. The biggest names in sports. Ready when you are. Search OTB Sports on your app store and download it now. The 2020 Masters begins at midday our time tomorrow. Delighted to say that the European captain, Patrick Harrington, joins us on the line now. Evening to you, Patrick. Good evening. It's nice to be on with you. I'd rather be at Augusta myself, but not nearly second best to be on with you. <laughs> uh, would you have been tempted to go? Would you have been permitted to go to get out there and have a look at some of your lads and have a few chats and see how the form is? I wouldn't have been... I, I don't think I would have been permitted, but by the fact I didn't ask means I, I obviously wasn't too keen to be out there. Uh, I think under the circumstances it's still a long way to go when it comes to the Ryder Cup and a kind of the last couple of months and maybe the next couple of months we really have shut down when it comes to the Ryder Cup when the points start on the 1st of January I'll start looking at it again and start getting into it but at the moment yeah I'm interested to see how the players play actually and you know if one of them a European can win they certainly could carry that momentum into next year which would be which would be good but if European doesn't win, I'm not going to read too much into it. Yeah, and we'll get into some of the runners and riders maybe in a second. Your own relationship with the course, Patrick, it's 2015, I think, since your, your last round there. You've had some absolute crackers of weeks there as well, and some missed cuts as well. Your own sort of relationship with the Masters, a very mixed bag over the years. Bless you. Uh, I find the golf course very difficult. I find it very intimidating. Uh, I don't think that sometimes comes across. It's... Uh, it actually is the ultimate golf course. They have a lot of control over us, but, but essentially, if you get yourself in contention, you still have to keep making birdies, even though there's potential of making double bogeys. So there's a lot of pressure uh, to keep going. It's, you know, a US Open or, 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 or an Open or things, once you get yourself in the lead, you're kind of hanging in there a lot of the time. You're just, you know, you can play into the middle of the greens or you can... You, or you can get up and down and that's good enough but in the Masters you could you could have a one shot lead with nine holes to play and you have to shoot three under par and that back nine to win uh, so a lot of I found it a stressful golf course a lot of uh, yeah it's a lot of big shots a lot of intimidating shots I, I had a couple of runs where I was in contention mm. uh, and, and did okay I think uh, the one that I, I mixed them up Trevor Immelman's and Zach Johnston's so I think Trevor Immelman's 2008 I hit I hit a beautiful shot into the into fifteen. That I think it was later. That must have been Zach Johnson's. Then that it looked like I was making eagle to to. I was two shots behind at the time. I think and it pitched on the green of fifteen. Got five yards into the green and ran back into the water. Now that wouldn't happen today. They changed the green the following year because it, that was just extreme. Mm. Uh, so you know that that's the great thing about Augusta. They do make subtle changes all the time to keep make the golf course better. I think uh, 2002, the course, when I played in 2002, the course was short and had become very tricky because they were trying to defend the short golf course and they had pin positions like on one that were a yard away from the slope that would run the ball off the green. Whereas when they lengthened it in 2003 onwards, they started using the very reasonable pin positions. Tough, but, you know, when you have a bigger golf course, it's easier to set the course up fair. 
And I think, uh, you know, once they let it went back to what I would have watched, say, in the 80s or whatever, sort of that sort of length. And then the pin positions, if you were, yeah, if you missed them five, six, seven, eight yards, you could be in trouble. But or even sometimes the tighter ones, maybe three yards, but they wouldn't have been as, as extreme in to, 2002. And the reason I bring it up is, you know, they can defend the golf course like that if they think somebody mm. is going to overpower it. And, and, you know, obviously we're talking about the fact that the Shambo might overpower the golf course. They have the ability to do a lot of things. They Like at Augusta, they know what effect moving a pin three feet in the green has to scoring. They know what effect moving the tee box up eight yards or moving it back 10 yards, how that exactly you know, it might make 0.2 of a difference to the scoring. They know everything about us there. They, they monitor every shot that's hit in practice, let alone in the tournament. So they know exactly how we're intending to play the course and how they 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 essentially can predict, which you'd love to know now. They, there's somebody there that, uh, in, in the background of the committee and they're setting a winning score this week and they'll, ha- and they'll have the players hit that number by the end of the week. Wow. So they're that fluid on it, they're sort of changing it night by night. Yeah, it's the, it's the one golf course that they, they have that control because we go back every year and they put in the controls. They have so bare in the green, so if they want to firm them up, or if, you know, if it rains, they can change change it back to the texture they want. They have, they can, up to now anyway. They've had so much length in the golf course that they can adjust it depending on uh, what they need, how the ball is running out in the fairways, and clearly the last defense is the pin positions. They can go for uh, pins that give up birdies and bogeys, or they can go for safer pins. I, I, I prefer, as I said, if they get on the edge and they start making the golf course tricky, I think that's tough on everybody because a nearly perfect shot can end up in a lot of trouble. Whereas I think players prefer when the golf course is tough but fair. And, you know, you hit a great shot, you get the result. But uh, nobody ever likes when they're hitting a good shot and it actually ends up in trouble or something like that. Yeah. When we mentioned some of the runners and riders, Shane Lowry obviously is one that we're looking at very keenly and um, he's been talking a bit about obviously playing with Tiger over the first couple of rounds and the US amateur Andy Ogletree is in there as well, Walker Cup player. Um, but the first time I think for Shane to play with Woods and you've been up close and personal, right up in his grill, Padraig had some key uh, hot and heavy moments with, with Woods around the course and I think that like that won't be the case obviously over the first couple of rounds but can you talk to us a little bit about what like Shane's mentality should be going into those couple of days. The crowds aren't there, and so that won't be an, an well, impact, but otherwise... I think, think Shane is going in in a good frame of mind. He contended last week without it being too stressful a week for him, so that's kind of the best warm-up to be. Have your game in good enough shape that you're in contention, but you don't want to tire yourself out. But I do think getting drawn with Tiger is an extra stressor. Uh, mm. You know, you want, you want to keep it... You know, ideally in a golf tournament, you know, you want to keep keep everything for Sunday. You know, you don't want to burn yourself out on Thursday and Friday. And playing with Tiger, you know, is putting you in that position that you get excited, you get stressed, you're you're into it, you're focused. And it can mean that it could be a long week for Shane. That it, It's quite possible Shane could play very well on Thursday and Friday with Tiger and then just be flat on the weekend because, you know, I didn't realise it was his first time playing with him. So that that's for a young guy... You know who would have grown up watching Tiger. That is a big, a big deal. It's a huge bit of excitement, uh, and you know, no matter how much he tries to just make it about him and just a normal day, it's still a milestone in his career. That's uh, that's bringing pressure and stress. I do think he'll get through it, 
but I, I think that just makes for a longer week and, and where you need to watch is for that little down on Saturday maybe after playing two days with Tiger. Yeah, because like for the reasons that you said, and he's grown up watching this guy. Like I think if I was preparing to play with uh, Tiger Woods tomorrow, you're thinking you're not only thinking about your game. You're thinking, what am I going to talk to this guy about? Yeah, uh, Tiger wouldn't. Well, he's 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 a friendlier guy now than maybe back in the day. But I would think at the Masters he's going to be all business. So I I, I always liked playing with Tiger because didn't say a lot, but what he did say, you know, if he said good shot, you kind of appreciate it because he meant it. He never. There was nothing, you know, he didn't say good shot to the ordinary shots. He wasn't, it was about business to him. It was work out there. I, I know he's a softer, friendlier guy now, but I think at the Masters, because he's defending and because he thinks he can win, I would have seen that on the Sunday of last year at Augusta. Uh, there was definitely a glint of the old tiger there uh, when he was going down the stretch. And I, I think he'll start off that way. Uh, you know, Shane should be hoping he sees that side of tiger because then, You'd be seeing Tiger at his best form. If Tiger's not playing so well, well, I'm sure he'd be the happier, friendlier Tiger. Uh, but I, I think Shane, actually, it's a strange thing. You don't normally want to see your playing partners at their very best, but Shane will be wanting to see Tiger play his best this week. Uh, he'd like to be there to witness it, uh, and hopefully he can he can play his golf and it not take too much out of him. Yeah, and he's the sort of fellow that might feed and sort of thrive off that, off that as well. In terms of his game in general, then, Patrick, it's nearly impossible for the reasons that you've outlined earlier in terms of what they might do with the course from one day to the next to maybe pick a winner for this, but how suited uh, to the course is is, uh, is Larry's game at the minute? Yeah, he, he, you know, I, I think I think he does very well. Personally, I think he does well on the tighter golf courses. Uh, the, not, the, not the big, long golf courses, more the tighter ones because he's a good straight driver in those conditions. And and he'll use driver more than the next guy on on a on a tight golf course, a shorter tight course where he can he can hit little low shots and dunty shots. I think when you get to the bigger golf course like Augusta, where everybody's using driver, that advantage is is nullified somewhat. Uh, you know, so he you know everybody's going to be hitting driver basically on every hole. Uh, so yeah, well he while he will be competitive and he has the touch and everything like that. It's it's not like it just sits out there as this is a natural golf course for Shane to, you know, it, it, the ones he does really well on are the likes of Hilton Head that, you know, other players are finding it exceedingly tight and he just keeps hitting driver and, and he, he gains such an advantage off the tee and confidence from that. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people this week will be, you know, watching Bryson hit it so far and lose a little bit of confidence off the tee. But he's got to play his own game in the end of the day, whether he's playing with Tiger or playing against the field. Uh, you know, the fact that he played well last week without too much stress, that puts him in a good position. I know he's hitting the ball higher with a draw, uh, you know, which I would suggest that's with one eye on the master so he mm. can get more out of, of his driver. Uh, and, you know, if he gets on a run, and, and let's face it, everybody has to get in a run if they're going to do well at, at Augusta. I think he's coming in with the form and he certainly, when he plays well, the great thing about Shane when he plays well is he does keep it going. He has that ability, he believes in himself and he and he pushes on. Yeah, and it's an incredible uh, group for us all to watch anyway, apart from anything else tomorrow, 5-1, to one, uh, Larry and, and Tiger Woods head out. Rory McIlroy, Podrick, right? So we've been, um, he's been talking himself this week maybe a bit less focus on him. People are talking about Bryson. We had Paul McGinley on yesterday. He's talking about 
Rory's mentality, his mindset, not been as focused now as it was maybe pre-lockdown. And actually listening to him, it felt like a conversation we've been having about Rory McIlroy for years about whether he's um, about whether he's dialed in or not. And and I suppose the point that Paul was making was that maybe it's even more so now over lockdown. But uh, it's a it's a uh, the Grand Slam is obviously there, but it's a difficult. Um, thing to keep going back to about McIlroy is he dialed in enough to win this thing well I think he's trying not to be dialed in publicly right. I, I think he's making an effort to downplay it and the whole idea of, of, of getting the Grand Slam he, you know he's tried many different ways obviously to approach this event and and he's he's definitely talking a good game at the moment he's a new father he's pushing uh, you know mm. he, he's putting that story out there to deflect some of the pressure and take a new way in there look all the professional golfers work hard behind the scenes. They do their job. And, and Rory's no different. He's trying to do his best out there behind the scenes in terms of work on that. So I I don't buy into this. He's not dialed in or he's not this or he's not that. Uh, you know, there's ebbs and flows in everybody's career. There's, you know, Rory on top form is obviously a, a joy to watch. And, and I think the problem we have with Rory is for some reason, we think he can be on top form all the time, but nobody can. He can't mm. peak all the time. And the great thing for Rory, if he has the patience, he just has to wait wait for those peaks, as he has done in his career. He's had several troughs of peaks in his career. We just want it all the time. And that, that can sometimes lead to us thinking that, you know, we're, we're looking for answers when he's not winning. Uh but like even Tiger didn't win all the time and uh, nobody can win all the time. So I think sometimes we're, we're, we want it to be black and white when it's not black and white, you can go through a period. And, and, and with Rory, it's a perfect example because he hits the golf ball so well, you assume that the game is easy to him. And, uh, you know, if his putting's not on or, you know, little things like that, it just doesn't match up. And, and he has to be patient when it comes to the putting. He, it, it, like with a lot of players, you know, if you if you're strong in one part of the game, there is going to be a weakness, uh, and the weakness would seem to be his putting. But he, as long as he stays patient, it will come round, and the weeks it comes round, he wins. That's a that's a great place to be. I'd love to be sitting here thinking, well, I just have to wait for the week. I put well and I win. Mm. Uh, and and Rory is like that. Now he wants to hit the. He does. You know how predictable is it? And 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 he does want to hit that good putting week at an Augusta week at a Masters. Uh, but as I keep saying, he's got to think of this and majors like buses that they may not come along for a while, but when they do, they come along in a bunch of them. He might win three or four majors over the next four years, uh, but he, he just has to stay patient. And unfortunately, him trying to stay patient can come across to the public like, you know, he's too relaxed or he's not mm. in it. But getting uptight about it isn't going to help him either. No. Why, why, is that the reason? Because I was going to ask you, like, why do you think he talks himself out of uh, the limelight almost? I think he's... I, I don't think he's always done that. I just think this is a different approach for Augusta. He, he, you know, he has stated at different times that the only thing he's thinking about is Augusta. Uh, I, I just think we're all looking for an answer. We're all trying to, you know, put it down and, and be able to describe exactly where Rory is and what he's doing. And as much as he might over talk and say things, we definitely overanalyze where he's at. Uh, I, I, you know, if you look at Tiger, as good as Tiger was, I think in his first 14 years on tour, which would have been his peak years, I suppose, uh, or let's say his first 13 years were his, were his peak years, 
he won 14 majors. So they, they're not easy to come around. That's like he, he basically left three majors on the table every year for everybody else. As much as anybody who played against Tiger in his prime likes to say, oh, well, it was very hard to win. Sure, you know, Tiger was there. Well, he left 75% of the majors for the rest of us. And mm. and as good as Rory is, he, he just, you know, major championships, they just don't, it's not as seamless as people think they are to win them. Uh, I do see it that he just, it, he has to create his own realities and which he is doing. He's, he is deflecting and just get in his own head. And we don't know exactly. He's telling you a story. We don't know exactly where he is at in his own head. Maybe he is a bit relaxed, mm. but usually a lot of people when they, when, you know, when they become a new dad, they do play better uh, for, for the initial year for sure. So it'd be, you know, the baby bounce, patient. baby bounce in the post Rory, sit tight. Yeah, just have to be patient with this one. As I said, he could win this. You never know. By this time next April, he could have two Masters. Mm. Well, it'll be a, some golden prize that's uh, that's there anyway. The the what about his game then, uh, Patrick? The iron distance control, precision around the greens is obviously the key to getting around here this week, and it's maybe not his game at the minute. Well, I I think from what I hear, it's it's difficult around the greens. It's a bit sketchy around the greens, to be honest. Now it's always difficult there. It's always intimidating. And it's interesting, you know, the tougher you make it around the greens, the nearly more it plays into people who don't have a short game as their strength. Because if, if everybody's average from around the greens, that means the, the, there's no advantage to a guy with a good short game because everybody's struggling a little bit. So it will come down to, and the Masters generally does, the best ball strikers tee to green and Rory is in that category mm. uh, you know he, he and, and his flight is really well suited for, for the Masters as well he hits the ball long and high off the tee which is excellent with a draw and his high iron shots into the green so it really is a golf course that suits him and as I said this year it should suit him even more because I, I saw there some of the pictures on Instagram and that I seen Praxon with a three wood from off the greens little chip and runs bobbling it along the ground which is a perfect example when you get to the stage that you're hitting a three wood along the ground from off the green you're basically nullifying everybody it's difficult for everybody and it doesn't matter how good a chipper you are and it kind of helps the guys who who don't want to rely on that part of the game because everybody's going to get up and down say 40% of the time and it doesn't matter how good you are you know you're not getting up down more than 45% of the time sort of thing so I would see Rory's long game coming more into play because of that uh, and he just like everybody else he just has to play his own game and get a couple of breaks that he avoids any of the drama you know you do you don't want any drama at, the, at Augusta so you don't want shots you know, flying the green on 15 into the water or things like that, or, tw or 12. You just want to keep it nice and steady for the whole week because uh, his game is obviously big enough and strong enough to, to contend. And especially given that the weather is meant to be bad yeah. and the likelihood is they're going to... The likelihood is they're going to try and defend the golf course against Bryson just to make sure, uh, which, you know, if they do try and defend against the long hitters, it actually plays into the long hitters' hands. And uh, you know Rory is one of those. Yeah, so, and 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 Terrell Hatton might be another one that that it suits. And I know you played a couple of rounds with him at Hinch last year as well. Who is is it? Who is going to be the last man standing come uh, Sunday evening, Patrick? Well, Terrell Hatton is very impressive. He just has he has a seriously good attitude. He's on that run. He's right on top form. Uh, again, he's a t t you know straight hitter. Uh, 
I wouldn't say he's a, he's a long hitter. Uh, he's certainly not a long hitter. He's in that medium category, uh, but he's straight enough that he can. He, you would call him a good driver of the ball, and he's definitely a good iron player. He's won on the big stage, you know, winning at Arnold Palmer. It looks like he's got got what it takes. So he, yeah, he could. He would definitely be somebody. Uh, yeah, be you know, he's on as good as form as you can be going into it. So it would be interesting to see if it is a new stage, though. You know, it is. I, I, I'm not saying you can't, but with, when it comes to majors, you tend to think of players who have maybe contended a couple of times in majors, winning one rather than you know winning one at your first go under pressure. I, I know Marikawa won the last major, but you know he. It, I don't think he was going in as under as much pressure or as like Tyrrell is thought of as a as a as one of the better players who hasn't won a major to win. Whereas I think Marikawa going into the PGA would have been certainly, a, even though a good player he is, he wouldn't have been thought of uh, in, this, in the stakes of Tyrrell at this stage. Yeah, yeah, there's plenty of contenders there and lots to get our teeth into over the next four days. Really looking forward to it. Padraig, thanks a for taking the time. Enjoy the week. Thank you. I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to it. I can't wait to see Bryson's tee shot in the first. And just remember, if he pulls driver out in the first, on the line he has to go, mm. there's out of bounds only 10, 15 yards right of that. We're so all, it's a, we'll all be doing this. Very, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an, it, like, I will say with Bryson, and it, there's great advantages to hitting it long, but you really have to use your head and where you do it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the first hole, when you're nervous, is not the place to do it at Augusta, because that, as I said, it, you know, you could finish your whole tournament on that, there's plenty of holes out there that are wide. You can hit it wide and you're just going into trees. So hitting it 50 yards offline is the same as hitting it 10 yards offline. But the first is in that hole. Yeah, it'll be an absolute belter. Thanks a million, Patrick. Enjoy it. The OTB Podcast Network.